In your body, meiosis is only occurring in the gonads. It doesn't happen in any other cells of your entire body. It results in the production of sperm or egg cells, or, more generically, gametes, which are 1N. They only have half the number of chromosomes, or the amount of DNA, as your 2N somatic cells. So the bottom line with meiosis is that it's going to produce four gametes from one cell, one somatic cell that's inside of your tissue, that's inside of your testes if you're male, or your ovaries if you're female. When you're looking at the chart of meiosis, one of the things that you're going to notice is that it's pretty much the same as mitosis. Most of the processes are pretty much the same. Spindle fibers, centrioles, and all the same kind of structures that you'd find in mitosis. However, a few key things are different. First of all, in prophase 1 of meiosis, the chromosomes pair with their homologous chromosomes. It's a process called synapsis, in which the two chromosomes form a tetrad of chromatids. Where the chromatids overlap is called a chiasma. The plural of that is chiasmata. These X's are actually where crossing over occurs, in which the chromatids actually exchange pieces of chromosome with the opposite chromatid on the homologous chromosome. This process, called crossing over, adds even more genetic variation to the gametes, different possible combinations of genes that wouldn't have otherwise occurred. The other thing that you'll notice that's different about meiosis than what we've learned about mitosis is that at a metaphase 1 of meiosis, homologous pairs of chromosomes line up on the metaphase plate, as opposed to the single file line that we saw in mitosis. Thus, during anaphase 1 of meiosis, instead of sister chromatids being separated like in mitosis, Rather, the homologous chromosomes get separated from one another in this process. So the bottom line, meiosis 1 separates homologous pairs of chromosomes. The sister chromatids get separated in meiosis 2 during anaphase 2. In that case, the sister chromatids are separated, leading to haploid gamete cells. The behavior of chromosomes during meiosis and the fertilization process is responsible for most of the variation that arises in each generation. There are actually a few different mechanisms that contribute to all this variation. The first one is what we call independent assortment of chromosomes. During metaphase 1 of meiosis, the chromosomes are lined up, paired up on a metaphase plate. The orientation of the homologous pairs relative to the poles of the cells are random, though meaning that there are two possible ways that they can be arranged for each pair. So that makes it a 50-50 chance that a particular daughter cell of a meiosis 1 is going to get a maternal chromosome of a certain homologous pair or a paternal chromosome of that pair. Since we have 23 pairs of chromosomes, you can do the math to figure out how many possible combinations of chromosomes you can get in the gametes. There are two possible ways the chromosomes can be separated in anaphase 1. We say it's 2 to the nth power, with n being the haploid number of chromosomes. So in your case, it's 2 to the 23rd power, which equals 8 million possible ways that the chromosomes can be assorted into the gametes. That's pretty amazing. But of course, add to that the fact that each ovum represents one in approximately 8 million possible combinations, and each sperm in the human represents one in about 8 million possible combinations. 
the chances of any one particular sperm fertilizing a particular egg is 8 million times 8 million, or a 1 in 64 trillion chance that the chromosomes will be arranged in a certain way. That's amazing. Not only that, but if you add crossing over into the mix, where in prophase 1, the chromosomes exchange a little bit of material, that mixes it up even more. Because each chromosome might cross over and exchange material once, twice, even three times or more. That makes it almost an infinite possible combination of genes. No wonder you're so different than everyone else in your family. Thank goodness, right? So to sum up, we have three sources of genetic variability in sexually reproducing populations. First is independent assortment of homologous chromosomes during meiosis one. Then we also have crossing over during that prophase of meiosis one that exchanges a little bit of material between homologous chromosomes. And third, we've got random fertilization. Any particular egg will be fertilized by a particular sperm.